0: You're listening to The Voice of the Arts. I'm Avery Barrera, and today we have Maria Caruso, founder of the Pittsburgh-based dance company Bodyography. Here today to discuss their upcoming performance at the Kelly-Strayhorn Theater, Breaking Boundaries. Hi, Maria.
1: Hi, Avery. Thanks so much for having me. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yes.
0: Really great that you could come in today. How have you been? I've been busy.
1: I would say very, very busy. Yeah, I'm really excited to kind of be back in Pittsburgh a little more settled than I've been the past 16 months, you know, traveling. I probably did more performing and traveling the world in the last 16 months than I have my entire career. And I was very blessed to also have had my company on parts of that journey. And that's kind of what brings about this excitement for this Performance Breaking Boundaries because it's long awaited. The COVID really put a massive halt on this collaboration and this performance in Pittsburgh. So we're just really excited after two attempts, third time's a charm. And here we are. We're just on the horizon. Here we are. Yeah.
0: So I do want to get into that, but I want to just get to know you a little bit more yeah. first while we're here. So you're here in Pittsburgh. How long have you been here in Pittsburgh?
1: Well, I am born and raised. In the Berg. Right. And I came back to Pittsburgh to really develop my company. I started my company, Bodyography, in 2000 in New York City. And we moved here in 2022 and have been here. We just celebrate our 20th anniversary season. And, you know, Pittsburgh is my home. That being said, in the, over the past several years, myself as a solo artist and my company, we've had a really wonderful global presence. And I think that was a little bit startling at first because when I came to Pittsburgh and I left New York, when I was in New York, we you know, had this home season, but it was very small and our focus was really like touring and traveling. And that's kind of what you know dance companies do when they're based in New York. And I moved us to Pittsburgh because I was like, we're going to have a home season and we're really not going to go anywhere. We're going to kind of be grounded. And over the years, the work that we did in Pittsburgh, really helped us grow and evolve and build a name for ourselves. And it really took us on this organic transition to being both a Pittsburgh company with a home season and a touring company simultaneously. So it was quite an evolution. And, you know, I think that there's a lot on the horizon for us, a lot of change on the horizon because of that growth. And change sometimes can be difficult, but I think change can be really wonderful and inspiring. And we're really looking at what our opportunities are on the horizon and how we're going to kind of evolve the next 20 years. So there's lots to look forward to. Yeah,
0: no, there's always so much happening and so much developing in the art world. I want to dig a little bit into you personally. So have you been dancing your whole life? How did you get your start in the dance world? (laughs)
1: How many hours do you have, Avery? <laughs> I started dancing recreationally as a young lad, a wee little girl, and I fell in love with movement immediately, and I really didn't pursue it until I was about 12 and pursued it more seriously. I loved dance, but ballet became a passion of mine when I was about 12. My parents were in the midst of a divorce, and I felt that like dance became a therapeutic place for me, a place where I felt safe and where I felt like I could be myself and where I could explore. And that really quickly evolved into a from age basically 12 to to 14 you know i went from a recreational program to dancing 12 15 hours a week i had two wonderful teachers uh luba takamoto and sue hewitt who really kind of nurtured me and then i met another teacher named claudia morris and another teacher named ken nickel who are all here at pittsburgh base who really helped me grow and I had this amazing opportunity. You know, it was like overnight, I went from a recreational dancer to getting into like the Bolshoi Ballet Summer Intensive. So that was like a huge jump. And when I was 15, I was presented with an opportunity at La Roche College at the time. And I became the first student ever to complete my junior, senior year in high school and my freshman year in college all in one year, whilst dancing as a dance major. And so I graduated high school when I was 16, and I ended up deciding that I wanted to broaden myself outside of the Pittsburgh region, and so I left LaRoche having finished my sophomore year and I went to Florida State so I finished with my BFA when I was 19 years old and I went to New York City and started working with Dance Theater of Harlem and then I just decided I'm going to found my own company because I was just tired of the body image issues that were happening in my time you know just feeling bad about my body feeling like I couldn't fit in and I just said I want to change all this like I'm going to revolutionize the way people look at bodies in ballet and I started my company then in, when I was 19 and I did decided that I clearly don't know how to run a dance company because I sold my first car and I will tell you this, in New York City when Bodyography was born, I I sold my first car in order to produce the show and I had my mom and my entire family bring cookies. I had a cookie table. So authentically, Pittsburgh. So I had a cookie table at my first show. So people were like, wow, this is really great. This lady not only produces dance, but she has cookies too. And that's kind of like been like a thing with bodyography. It's really all about like creating a social setting where we could all interact and have conversation. So from there, I came back to Pittsburgh and I went to grad school at Carlo and got my master's degree in professional leadership and management for nonprofits. And I landed in Gene Kelly's very first dance studio. So it doesn't get any better than that. I feel like for me, the two great dancers that came out of Pittsburgh were Gene Kelly and Martha Graham. And I basically live in Gene's space. And then I've worked This past several years, very closely with the Martha Graham Company, being one of the first artists outside of the company who has has performed her iconic lamentation solo. So like you can tell I'm like all Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, after I got my master's degree and I brought the company here, we were dual based for a little while. And that's basically 20 years of creating work and also involving myself in education. My passion is education love education. I have a beautiful conservatory with amazing students where we teach dance as a language, where bodyography is the company that is dance for everybody and dance for everybody. So we're really about inclusivity. And, you know, I really found a great partnership at La Roche, now university, where I chaired the Department of Dance for 11 years, and I'm now the Director of Creative and Innovative Initiatives. So it's really nice to go full circle. I have a space and a place in higher education. I get to work with professional dancers on a daily basis, as well as students. And I also teach in my conservatory program. And on the side, and so on the side, the past couple of years, I really thought that I should take a healthy sabbatical during the pandemic where I would do some learning on my own. I call it a creative sabbatical in the commercial arts. And so, you know, I began to really investigate what dance and what movement and what art looks like beyond really the nonprofit sector. And, you know, I was really just kind of lucked out. I had a show, an 80s rock ballet that I was commissioned to do in 2019. And it kind of took off and I had some producers that showed up to the performance and were like, this is great, you need to take this to Broadway. And I'm like, okay, Broadway is like kind of big, so let's go, let's start here, off-Broadway. Let's get our foot in the door. And I was slated to do my show, Rearview Mirror, off-Broadway in 2020. And I also, at the same time, found a beautiful partner here in Pittsburgh and found this mattress factory in the North Shore. And I said, let's just blow the roof off of it. We're going to create a multiplex. It's going to be great. And I'm going to do my solo show, which I had been touring the world with. It's called Metamorphosis. I'm going to do it the first time in America, last time. We're going to announce we're going to blow the roof off this building and it's going to become the Maria Caruso's Movement Factory. And I'm going to leave the next day and go on tour, having announced all this amazing stuff and having announced that we're going to Broadway. We're going taking the show to Broadway and the dancers in Pittsburgh are coming with me. And that did happen. And then a day later, I was in Brazil on tour doing Metamorphosis and while I was there, there was this thing called this COVID-19. Oh, and boy. I was like, you know, like everybody in Brazil was like, yeah, that's not happening here. We don't, have co- we don't have COVID here. And so I was on tour for several days and I left Brazil and went to meet my company because they were on tour in Europe. So we got to England on en route the whole way to Italy. We got to England and, and we were like, oh, wow, things in America are really bad. You know, this pandemic is happening. But you know what? Lucky for us. It's not happening in England. And so everyone, everyone there was like, yeah, the pandemic's not happening. Meanwhile, I get a call from everybody in Brazil and they're like, yeah, our borders have shut down. Like, it's not good. Like, it's happening here now. And but we were like, oh, we're safe. We're in England. And then as the days passed, basically, my husband called and said, "You and everybody's parents were like, you need to get home. Like, you need to get home. This is bad. And I'm like, OK, well, look, we're already immunocompromised because we're exhausted from touring so much. I'm like, just give me 24 hours and I will get us home. And luckily, within that 24 hours after many of hours on the phone trying to reroute flights. We literally land at JFK at 9.30 after they closed the borders at 9 a.m. And we were escorted off with people in hazmat suits. And then, you know, we went into lockdown and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna use this time to my advantage. And I spent a few weeks like learning these new platforms like Zoom and I was like, you know what? We are still going to Broadway. And lo and behold, all that time, you know, kind of in what I call creative captivity, I rehearsed my whole show and kept everybody fresh. I had all my classes online. We didn't skip a beat. And at the same time, I had gotten a call saying, you know, actually, my husband was like, you know, you should really do this show, Metamorphosis. You should do that show on Broadway. And I say it use the word Broadway because I think some people get confused that the only difference between off-Broadway and Broadway is the number of seats. So anything off-Broadway is anything that is under 500 seats so 499 and below is off broadway and anything five and above is broadway but it's still broadway so my husband said you know you should really do metamorphosis because it's kind of like the story of everybody's life right now like It's the story of all these different emotions that this person goes through and really how they cope with it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Broadway is not going to want this. Like, we're lucky enough that dance is kind of making its way, like dance only, no vocals. Dance is making its way back to Broadway since Twyla Tharp 40 years ago. And I... I said, well, you know, so I'll send it off to my producer and to see what happens. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. They're like, why didn't you send this off earlier? I'm like, Cause I just didn't think you would like it. I don't know. I just did. That was a little too high art for Broadway. So to make a long story short, I ended up being the first woman to ever star in two shows on the same night at two different theaters on Broadway. And so I did a nine month run and I brought my company. I said, you know what? My company has been rehearsing so hard in Pittsburgh. So I lived in New York for nine weeks with bodyography and I flew bodyography back and forth from Wednesday to Sunday. So I would come back on Sunday nights and I would teach all day Monday in my conservatory all day Tuesday, Wednesday and then I would fly up at night and I would perform Thursday, Friday, and two shows Saturday. And so I did that for nine months. And then I was supposed to, in my mind, I was like, I'm kind of an older lady. I'm, you know, I'm 41 years old. I'm at the end. This is the end of my career. And I think, oh, these young people and people are going to love the 80s. People are not going to go for the high art. They're going to love the 80s. So I said, I'm going to hire a New York cast and keep the show going. And I'm going to just close out metamorphosis and that didn't happen i got an open-ended run with new weekend dates for metamorphosis and that simultaneously happened with an offer to take my Rearview mirror show to a larger theater oh. so i closed the show i decided that i didn't want to keep it going i wanted to explore a bigger space and i reopened the show in december with a hybrid cast of bodyography artists from pittsburgh and new york's artists and then we did the show here also in the midst of the pandemic. But But for me, you know, I went from a five month run off Broadway at the Actors Temple to a global tour in five months, six months. And then I ended up on the West End stage. So I went from a 200 seat theater off Broadway to a 989 seat theater in London's West End, which is what I just kind of came back from a few weeks ago.
0: Oh my goodness. Sorry, there's a <laughs> no, lot going on. You're...
1: So I can put this all together to the show <laughs> for you because up on my journey that I just described, when I went to Brazil, I ha- was very very fortunate on that trip in 2020 to perform Metamorphosis for Uda Bittencourt and Danny Bittencourt. And Uda Bittencourt was the founder of Cezi Negro, and Cezi Negro is one of the most established and one of the most amazing dance companies in the world, but most importantly in Brazil. And I just felt so connected to, to Uda and her daughter, who is Danny. And, you know, they came up to me after they said, you've got to do metamorphosis all over the world. And I was like, oh, gosh, I was kind of hoping to retire. And they're like, no, 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 this is just the beginning. And we kind of... We recognized that we were very similar and that Uda and I had founded these companies. They were a much more established company in tenure. They were at the time, you know, in the early 40s of age. And Bodyography was approaching, you know, its 20th year. And I just said, my God, I love what you do. And if you like what I do, like, we need to build an exchange. And in years past, Bodyography has done these kind of exchanges with the Martha Graham Dance Company, with Buglisi Dance Theater, but mostly American companies. And I said, you know, it's really time that we build a broader partner an international partnership, and start bringing these artists to Pittsburgh. And so that's how the conversation began. And I got an invitation to come back to Brazil to perform Metamorphosis again. And I decided now's the time to bring my company for this exchange. So in 2021, in last August, I brought my artist to Brazil for two weeks. And while I was creating work for Cezi Negro, Danny was creating work for bodyography. And it was lovely we had this amazing exchange we had feijoada we had like we had all these cultural experiences and exchanges together as dance companies as creatives it was just absolutely magical and so our idea was to bring the the pieces that we had created and to have this collaborative performance here in pittsburgh and unfortunately because all of the closures of all the embassies you know it delayed all of our visas and it really just delayed the opportunity to do that here in pittsburgh for quite some time because of these kind of COVID surges. And, you know, as luck would have it, I ended up, my tour for metamorphosis grew even bigger. So I went back to Brazil for basically a month in February. And, you know, one thing that did happen in the process of all this is that Uda had passed away. So we lost Uda and that was deeply devastating for all of us who loved her so much and were in her presence and for the company. But in that loss was this great light and in the midst of all that, I got to create a solo for one of the principal dancers, a former principal dancers, the honor of Uda. And I got to really express myself and my experiences meeting this incredible woman. And that was uh, filmed in Brazil. And I, I had the opportunity on that tour to create another work for the company. Um, and that happened really because this collaboration has evolved so much that the original piece that I created for CESNI Negro, um, called Expect the Unexpected. What is now, was supposed to premiere here, but it is now going to premiere as part of the Teatro Alpha season, which is very much like the Joyce season, like in New York City, or comparable to like the Vale Festival, where all the greatest companies of Brazil are invited to perform. Deborah Calker, who's been here to Pittsburgh, Grupo Corpo, who's been here to Pittsburgh. And my piece has actually been, I'm the first American artist to be presenting work as part of this festival. So um, because of all these kind of intersections, Cesney will do the other piece that I created for them called Inverness. Clouds of Inverness. We're gonna perform together here in a couple of weeks, and it's really exciting. It's it's very satisfying to know that we persevered through all of this and are making this happen.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Sorry, that was a lot. No,
0: you're you're perfectly fine.
1: I will take go back and say one thing. Sorry, because you okay. get it. I was gonna say this, you know, I, I say this because I'm really proud of this. You know, when things were not going well during the pandemic, when we mm-hmm. were trying to mount this show like last September, when we were trying to get things going. We did have the option, you know, we were support, you know, our funders, the Opportunity Fund, the Heinz and our funders really understood and empathized what was going on. And, you know, I took some time and I created a 15 minute documentary because I also like to dabble in film. So I did that and everyone was just like, wow, you documented yourself like the entire experience in Brazil. And I'm like, yes, because I love these memories. But they said, you know, you've done so much work, like you, the experience has been so rich and so fulfilling that if the performance doesn't happen, you know, it's not like, no. let's not stress about it, you know. And so given that international collaborations are certainly not easy, I mean, I will tell you, just last week, all the flights for Cessna Negro got canceled we're still in the midst of the aftermath of a pandemic. So it's still not easy. And rather than just be like, okay, look, maybe a higher power is saying to us, maybe we should just push this forward or do something different in the future. I'm like, no, we have to make this happen. And so, you know, you make decisions and you scale things differently. My movement factory is not fully complete yet. So, you know, we wanted an intimate theater space. So now we're gonna be at the Kelly Strayhorn Theater. And that's really fantastic to be able to still make this project happen. And to still be able to invest in the community and to be able to bring a world-renowned Brazilian dance company here for a cultural ex- exchange, to bring that to life. I think that's something that we, we all celebrate as a success.
0: And what a success it will be. Yes. Um... Yeah, no, that sounds like such an amazing work you're doing there with bodyography. I'm so glad you were able to come and tell me about it.
1: Oh, I'm thank you for <laughs> thank you for letting me share. Yeah. I'm I'm very passionate about what I do. Uh, as I said today, I said it like you know, like it's going to become trying. You know, it's it's difficult as it is post pandemic for anybody, but now more than ever, the world needs art. The world needs music and movement, and we need things. We need to feel included and in together because we just experienced a global pandemic. Every person experienced something yeah. similar, the same emotions like that happened 100 years ago. So I think it's just such a really important time uh, for bodyography. And it's an important time for me as an advocate of body and art inclusivity to be out there. And I appreciate the opportunity to express myself here.
0: Yeah. And kind of Going off of that, you're talking a lot about how important it is uh, moving past this pandemic. I'd say that this pandemic, a lot of people have put up these boundaries because of how isolated everyone's been and just the way that the world shifted so drastically that it's kind of like a response thing. So that kind of takes me to the weekend of September 9th, Mm -hmm. your upcoming performance, Breaking Boundaries. Do you want to tell me a little bit about...
1: Yeah, so Beautiful. the show is breaking boundaries because, yeah. you know, it is very, very difficult to build cultural exchanges. And Cezine Negro has not been to America since 2011. And part of our conversation was like, okay, we're, we're putting all this emphasis in going to Europe and all these places. And I'm like, well, why not America? And they're like, well, you know, it's so difficult to get to America right now. You know, it's so hard to get visas. It's so hard to, to find partnership. It's not unreasonable to understand that those challenges are happening because I think the arts are in a very sensitive place, you know? I look at the music, the symphony, the ballet. It's just, it's difficult. It's difficult, you know? It's difficult to maintain the level of appreciation for those forms and to help educate our younger generations on how important the craft is and how exciting it can be and how wonderful the community can be. And so, yeah, you know, Breaking Boundaries was what Danny and I kind of thought was an appropriate title for the show because it really showed that we were pushing past our own limits because we were collaborating as companies for the first time, which you don't see a lot of company collaboration, um, but cross collaboration where you're creating work for each other. So our last performance with collaborating with a company was in 2019 with Uglisi Dance Theater, and um, they performed and we performed. And that was like, every project that I do, I have to make the next one bigger and better. You know, I've got to broaden. So, we didn't perform any of their work, and one of their artists set a work on us, but we didn't do a a mutual collaboration. And I said, you know, the next step is to have two company directors, and to come together, and to to cross-pollinate, and then to bring those pieces to to the audience, you know, we decided to do residency in one country and then performance in the next, you know. And so I think we had a lot of challenges along the way, but we really did break the boundary because, you know, we intended on bringing this larger number of dancers, but because of the pandemic, we've we've made things smaller, you you know, in more intimate setting. So what you're gonna see at this show is uh, the piece that I created for Negro called Clouds of Inverness. And you're gonna see Negro do a collection of works um two solos a a duet and a group work and by different choreographers and at the same time you're going to see bodyography perform a very new work that i have created which is heavily influenced by my experiences with them um On Broadway. So it's very atypical for me to to do a piece, you know, in heels. I'm usually pulling out point shoes and doing something more neoclassical, but I'm kind of changing my perspective a little bit, doing something different for the company. So I'm premiering a new piece called The Last Dance with music by David Sanborn. So I'm going back to like the good 80s jazz, like really kind of like... I don't know, I'm just a big David Sanborn fan. Um, So I'm I'm going back to my youth and and to a space and place that just makes me feel ooey and gooey inside. Um, At the same time, Danny Bittencourt created a work for bodyography, which will be performed. And we had a guest artist uh, named Antonello Apicella from Italy. And he did a piece called Fragile, and that will be performed as well. So you're going to have a whole evening of dance performed by amazing artists who really and truly through this collaboration have come to love each other so much. And with everything that I do, you get like Maria starts, this is like true M train. Like I'm already planning the seed for the next big thing. So one of the company artists, uh, Cesar is is staying with us and he is gonna stay for a week and do a residency and create a new work for the company. So first we had the artistic director of the company creating a work. bodyography and now we have another artist coming in to create company artists to create work in in the hopes that we can keep these partnerships going so we're really thrilled to have them here with us you know we, we really look to engage a new audience And I think what's so beautiful about Cezinho Negro and the reason why we chose them is because they're a culturally influenced company. The Brazilian cultural dances are kind of enmeshed in their repertoire. So they're not like a typical ballet company and not a typical contemporary company. They are truly a, you know, a cultural gem. And I, I think that that is a really nice balance to bodyography's repertoire. And I think that it will be a really exciting Experience for everybody that comes to the show, and we we typically don't do a lot of matinees. That's not that's atypical for bodyography. So we have a Friday night show at seven, a Saturday night show at seven. We have a Saturday two p.m. as well. So we're really excited to be diversifying our opportunities for our patrons as well to create different times, and we're just kind of experimenting with some different things. So. I hope that everyone will come out and see the show. You know, we have elected to do something kind of creative in the aftermath of the pandemic. You know, it's, it's not always affordable to see dance and to see the live arts. So we're really happy we decided to just kind of go with one general admission ticket. So it's $20. It's, we feel is really economical for this kind of performance with two companies and an internationally renowned company as well. And that's kind of our mission for bodyography for this season is... You know, how do we continue to make the live arts and dance accessible to our communities, not just in the Pittsburgh region, but beyond that? And how do we also make it accessible and affordable? And that's what we're attempting to do this season, is to really engage more people, to get some young people to come in, and see what we're up to, and to really create an experience that everybody will feel uplifted by, inspired by.